Hello and welcome to the On and Off the Pitch, and it's an FAWC return. It's a Halloween special, or post-Halloween. After the international break, the football did return, but before we get into that, joining me to go over the ins and outs of uh, the big weekend is Shahan from a special place. Shahan, where are you from, sir? State your name and business. Hello, good evening, Ronnie. Good evening, everyone watching live on YouTube. Uh, yeah, so my name is Shahan Mir. I am from Bristol, and I am a Bristol City supporter and co-host of the Bristol City Vixen cast. Um, uh, I I have nothing else to say in my introduction because <laughs> I don't want to I don't want this to my own horn too much. <laughs> it's all about blowing horns today. Um, look. It was a big weekend of football, um, considering the weather. But uh, other than that, are you well? Yes, I am very well. Uh, thank you for asking. I hope you are as well. Yeah, I am actually. Considering the the special image that you tweeted, I'm feeling. Um, let's just say. <laughs> are you going to share on the screen now for those? No, that I'm, haven't not, seen I'm not going to share it. I have to look for it. I will look for it. But. <laughs> I will look for it before before the day's out, before our little session's out. Um, I, I was actually surprised how how few comments there were attached to that. So because I was just thinking there's gonna be some kickback from that. Maybe it's just it's caused shock and horror that uh no one actually understands what, what they saw. I mean, we haven't been cancelled yet, so uh, but yeah, just to give just to give the viewers a context. Uh, so, because today's show is about mainly about the the FA Women's Championship, yeah. I decided to take an image from the FA Women's Championship highlight show on the FA Player featuring Molly and Rose Kamita, and I just imposed our heads on on both of them. Yes, and the image is amazing and frightening in equal measure. It's what I don't look very good. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't look good. I don't look good at all. Should I put your head on the other committed twin? Is that what I should have done? <laughs> I don't, I don't look, I just don't look good at all. <laughs> I have found the image. I found it. And, um, you know, we can share it later on. We can scare people later on with regards to <laughs> just, just, just the image. Alone. And when you said to me, I'm going to do this, I thought, oh, yeah, you know, that's going to be so funny. When it came through, I could not stop laughing. <laughs> I could not stop laughing. I could not stop. You know what? Should we show the image now? Should oh, yeah. Show- yeah. Let's, let's go over and done with, yeah. I'm going to show the image now, right? Okay. So here, here it is. Here it is. And as Molly and Rosie would say, love that. Love, <laughs> love that. that. I mean, love I can't do the accent, but my Vixen Cast co host, DM and Nat, they can do the accent perfectly. Love, love that. that. Love, love Yeah. Love that. <laughs> hide, hide it. Hide it. Hide it. Credit to Shahan uh, for creating that masterpiece. It will be found in some gallery somewhere, uh, should you wish to. To purchase that, that is just—it's—it's it's almost scary but funny at the same time. It's I mean, if, if we are going to have a Halloween theme, we might as well have something. Ha- like... It was proper. It, it was properly scary, properly scary. Let's just say that. So look, um, lots to talk about in terms of of the the FAWC, the Women's Championship. It returned um, with the wind and the rain, and boy, was it cold. 
I don't know about you, I went to watch a particular game, went down to see Charlton uh, play Sunderland, and it was cold. It was really cold. Um, but, um, yeah, lots of upsets, lots of big scores, lots of what I would call wind-assisted goals. <laughs> it's just, it's just um, a few dodgy keeper mistakes. Um, but, but, yeah, that, that's it. So, look, Chan, I saw all of your Twitter. I listened to you guys. Your podcast was, was, was hilarious and it was just um, so funny towards the end. Um, love that. Um, love that. Love that. Uh, but in terms of, of, of the game that you went to watch, you know, you went down to watch Bristol. But they hosted a good and informed Sheffield United. And, and what a game. Do you want to tell us about that from your point of view? Absolutely, Ronnie. Uh, so when you said you were cold attending the game that you went to, um, just to clarify, I was also cold uh, for, for a brief periods of time, mainly because I was in full Halloween costume um, for both the ga- that game on the Sunday and the me- game I went to the day before when Bristol City men played Barnsley. Mm-hmm. And um, But on the Saturday, there was no Halloween fancy dress requirement. I think I was probably the only one that did it there and like the 18,000 people that were in attendance. Whereas on Sunday, yeah, yeah. there was a fancy dress competition, but the prize was tickets to, to the upcoming game at Ashen Gate. But I'm going to that anyway because I'm a season car holder. So I, I dressed up because it was Halloween, not because mm-hmm. I wanted to win the competition. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the game. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, it, it's one, it was one, it was a very. At the start, like after eight minutes, when Lucy Watson, like the 17 year old uh, prodigy, uh, scored, scored the opening goal. A lot of the C fans thought, oh dear, is this going to be like one of those days, you know, conceding early? Um, yeah. With a great assist from Courtney Sweeman Kirk uh, across the pitch, you know. Uh, and, but yeah, amazingly, the lead only lasted five minutes when uh, Abby Harrison uh, had a superb finish on the 13th minute um, with an assist from Aggie Beaver Jones, who only came on uh, like within like the first couple of minutes as a sub, yeah. as Name Lazel, who was a. a was one of the uh, most. Yeah, I'll start again. A uh, name Lazo uh, got some of the concussion and got hit in the face with really hard with a ball. And because Aggie Beaver James is more of an attacking player, so when she came on, that was like the whole formation changed altogether. And it was unfortunate to see Lazo come off, but Aggie Beaver Jones provided, like, I think, changed the game from that from there on. And of course, yeah, gave Abbott Housen like the first goal for City and. Um, Amazingly, um, within four minutes later, in the 70th minute, uh, Amy Palmer d- doubled the lead. Um, Good finish. Up, Good yeah, finish. Yeah, great finish. Yeah, great picked finish. Up, picked up the corner uh, from Chloe Ball, formerly known as Chloe O'Connor, because she got married during the international break. Um, yeah, great finish from that corner. And somehow did like a, this type of celebration. I, I I wasn't quite sure what it was. I don't know if it was maybe like, like I don't know. Beam Gallagher yeah, or Domo or something. Yeah, shuffle. Yeah. Um and yeah, um and of course they went to two one at half time, even though we we started the game one nil. And surely after the after the second half we fall, like, you know, the fans, you know, I was I was expecting like a potential second goal or comeback from Sheffield United. But no, literally uh, on the forty sixth minute, as you mentioned there about the weather earlier on the um Amy Palmer had a corner and Somehow went to go. That she went in and right behind um, the Sheffield United goalkeeper, and yeah, it was three-one as soon as like the second half started. And 
and amazingly on the 63rd 61st minute um like when Chloe Ball scored the corner to get for Amy Palmer to have the goal the roles were reversed so Amy Palmer had another corner and somehow Chloe Ball managed to head the ball without even turning her head and <laughs> she just hit the back of her head and then she didn't manage to head it in um and then 10 minutes in the 71st minute Melissa Johnson of course ex Sheffield United um yeah picked up like the ball which was loofed forward by Amy Palmer and yeah picked it up and I saw I I mentioned this on the podcast like how both Melissa Johnson and Amy Palmer who were both former Sheffield United players still celebrated against their former team but it's good to see yeah oh you, you oh you so you you cuz I yeah there's a discussion we had like I mean from my experiences of men's and women's football like I think if a visiting player comes back to score against the home team, which they used to be part of, and then I don't know whether it's said we've been muted, but but see, so, um, but yeah, um, it was interesting to see anyway. And of course, it was Amy Palm. I think it was probably one of the best games I've ever seen Amy Amy Palm play, and she was so good with the two goals and two assists. Of course, she's been nominated today by the FA Women's Championship uh, for Player of the Week in their weekly tour poll. And I just had to, and also Sheffield United, I just, I thought were the better team in the first half, or at least they were better than they were in the second half. And I'm surprised Courtney Sweeman Kirk did not get a goal at all because she had quite a few chances. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's a strange, I mean, not to cut across you, I think it's really strange in terms of, I didn't predict that result. I thought it would be a very difficult game, but the scoreline just tells a different story. And, um, and, and watching the, the goals go in, I've got to say this about Amy Palmer. My gosh, she's had, um, boomerang goals from all angles uh, in, in this league so far. I'm expecting one from her own um, penalty area next week uh, because uh, it, it, it just seems to just float in. Um, Wind-assisted goals are the thing for Bristol. Well, WAG, WAGs, is it? <laughs> I mean, sticking with that, I don't know if Chloe Ball's husband is now technically a wag or not. But, um, but I have to say, um, another good thing about the game was um, there was a few Manchester United supporters that came down to watch uh, yeah, from like the Orphan United um, Women Channel and the Man United Women Sports Club, mainly to follow their lone players, such as Fran Benny and Tower Bourne. Yeah. And of course, yeah. uh, Amy Palmer, who's ex-Man United herself. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, I, I mean, there are so many players that are probably connected to United. I don't think they could actually call themselves all for United. And I might just say that, you know, football fans. Football, yeah. All for football. <laughs> I mean, fair play to them for coming all the way down. Of course, then, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's not an easy journey. Well, it probably is, but, you know, it's, a, it's a, a good day out and they saw plenty of goals. And it's a really good, a really good win. For, for Bristol in, in, in a league which is very difficult on it. I mean, I've got a really serious question. I know that we've been laughing and joking, a really serious question. You know, what, what I mean, you've got a really, I would say difficult game, but not difficult coming up. What, what does this, this win mean for, for Bristol fans first? And then what do you think it means for the team? Um, well, I think it's just like a huge uh, confidence boost. And um, in various, there's been various interviews that have come out after the game. Um, saying like the international break that just happened came at the wrong time for the team because uh, the last game Bristol played in before the said break was the Conti Cup win against Reading away to Reading, and um, this it was, and it was literally like a few days after they lost the last second to Charlton away. 
Um, but I think, yeah, the team, some players have been away on international duties and other various camps and so on. And I think it's great for the team, you know, to come back, just pick up where they left off and got big game this come, uh, this come, I, well, I was going to say this weekend, but for whatever reason, it's moved to Monday night uh, away Monday at Coventry United. And Monday night under the lights. And the, uh, the game's live on the FA, play, the FA player, but unfortunately, myself or neither DM or now can, can attend, so we're going to watch the game on the FA player. But yeah, it's strange why the game... Um, but And then at the other end of that week, uh, we're home to Blackburn Rovers uh, at Ashton Gate. And of course, Blackburn had a um, a great win last weekend. And of course, sorry, going back to the game before against Coventry United, of course, they unfortunately... Well, yeah, Blackburn actually beat uh, yeah, Coventry. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah. Well, well, I mean, I'm going to mention a few things about that, but I think, I think for me, uh, the the win is is you know obviously a fantastic a fantastic thing for Bristol because it, it kind of puts them it puts them into the the top half of of the table, um, which is good. Um, and what what it also does is it it. Uh, kind of gives them a certain amount of confidence going ahead. Now, um, I want to come back to to Bristol, really, in terms of what what could possibly happen in the next game. But I was, you know, for you as a fan and for Bristol fans and for, and for Bristol for Bristol City, um, it's, it's a fantastic win, um, especially after the international break when everyone's desperate to watch football and you've got no idea what the team's going to be like because they've not played so many games. Will they be ring rusty or, you know, not necessarily as combative as you want them to be in a game. But, you know, for um, Amy Palmer, two good goals. Um, young players get assists. a good goal. Two assists, yeah. Well, assists, you know, everyone's <laughs> got to pass the ball. You know, that's the whole idea about football. Um, and, and for me, you know, Melissa Johnson to get a goal, uh, in a big win and against a, a former team as well, a team where she didn't get so many starts um, in the championship is, is really, really good. And I think good for her confidence, good for her teammates. There's a bond, it looks like. And um, and it does it does bold well um, for the team going forward. For the team going forward, it does bold well. And, and, and you just think, yeah, good, good for you. And I, I'm trying to see whether or not I've got... Uh, um, a little video at all for that. I'm not even sure if I had that. I probably. I mean, have. while you look for that, I was going to say um, earlier <laughs> last week. Um, so there, uh, there was an open training session that the club held. Yeah. Uh, which um, I was not that I necessarily arranged, but as my role within the Bristol City Sports Club and Trust, alongside my other women's game rep uh, DM women's. Mm. Um, so yeah. the, um, the so the both the men and the women seems to trying to have more events, you know, to, to engage the fans a lot more. And the men's team had a fans forum where yeah. it was like a Q&A session. And the women's team um, haven't done that yet, but it was great to see an open training yeah. session done during halftime. And myself, DM and I attended. And I think we were the only, I think we were the only few adults there yeah. that didn't bring any kids with them. But it was nice. <laughs> it, was, it was it was great for like all the fans to meet the players and get photographs and autographs. And, um, and, Oh yeah, I see you. Look, yeah, you're looking at the table now. Well, yeah. I've just brought it up, and I just thought, look, you know, it's the top half, the top half of the table, it's looking good for Bristol. It's looking good for all of the other teams, and I'm going to go over and kind of run the rule over the teams that are there. But for Bristol, it's 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 nice. You know, they they're not too far away from the the pack at the top. 
Um, and, it, and it does mean something. Sunderland, uh, I'm going to talk about in a little while um, because they play Charlton. Charlton are up there as well. London City, Liverpool and, and, and Durham. So, you know, for a, for, for a former WSL team who wants to be seen as a serious challenger, the win is huge. The win is huge. It's going to send a message to the rest of the league. Whether or not Bristol will be able to take the points and the momentum from the last game on will be another will be another um, challenge. But that that's what I'm thinking and that's what I'm asking. I just think to myself, what does it mean for Bristol going forward? And it's going to be very difficult. It's going to be very difficult. Um, but as much as we want to talk about Bristol all night, Shahan, <laughs> we can't. You know, I've got to talk about other things, you know, as we do on this uh, podcast, talking about the championship and everything else. Um, big, big wins in places where I didn't expect to see them. Big wins. And I went down to Crystal, or Chuckfus Palace. I went down to Charlton, actually. I talk about Crystal Palace. I went down to Charlton to watch them play. And they played Sunderland, who obviously all, all of those teams that we've just mentioned are in the top half. Now, Charlton hosted the Lasses on a very windy day. as It was windy everywhere. Rain. The game was delayed a little bit. Um, I didn't know half that. an hour. Yeah, it was oh, half wow. an hour. There was a pitch, pitch um, inspection. I, I believe the staff had to do some work to get to reduce the amount of water on the playing surface to make it playable. So it was touch and go. It was literally touch and go. So they did an absolutely fantastic job um, doing that, getting that sorted. Because, you know, when I arrived, there were, there were fans and supporters already queuing up to get into the turnstile and go and take their place around the pitch. But um, this is what I would call a smash and grab, but not necessarily a smash and grab because Charlton have been on good form. They'd won, you know, four of the games out of the, the six games they've played or five games they've played so far in the league. They've done really well, I believe, six games. Um, Sunderland, who'd been top of the league, you know, they'd won two, drawn two, lost two. So for them, it was an important game. But going away from home is really difficult. Um, but what I was, well, what I what I obtained from watching this game, it looked like Charlton really started well. You know, they started well and tried to implement their game. And I posed a question to one of the players afterwards about the weather, and I thought this. Sometimes you think the weather can play play a part. And even though you say it doesn't, it kind of does um, because you don't see the normal fluid football, especially if the pitch is not necess- uh, allowing the ball to, to run as smoothly as you would um, in, on, a, on a normal, you know, say dryish conditions. Um, and you almost kind of think, you know, with some of these teams, they would want a, a stadium or ground where the pitch is, you know, protected by buildings or stands around it but this pitch is quite exposed there's no real cover from any building around of a substantial height so you know there's an absence of buildings so the wind does play a fact but what I did see is that both teams desperately try to maintain um, the ball keep the ball on the floor they, they try to build through the middle uh, in all of their attacks they did their best to keep the ball um, moving quickly um, Charlton did that. And, you know, from the position that I had, um, Charlton number 14, win, you know, Meg, kept the pitch. Megan, win. Yeah. Again, yeah, kept the pitch, 
as as wide as possible for Charlton going forward. And, and Charlton try to utilise their wing play as effective as possible. Um, and but the what I will say from both teams, the, the tackling and the challenging challenges, should I say, were robust. Were robust. And uh, uh, from a very early from a very early point in the game, Sunderland realised how how difficult Charlton would be as as an opponent. And they held their ground. They covered every blade of grass. Whenever there was um, like a one on one situation for Charlton going forward, Sunderland quickly doubled up. It doesn't matter what what, what part of the pitch it was. They moved very very quickly to kind of suppress any kind of fluidity to Charlton's game and you know like I said the wind would have played a particular part uh, in how making it difficult for both for both teams both sets of players um you know the the player that stood out for me the most in in this fixture and I know that uh, Grace McCatty uh, got the goal you know, absolutely outstanding performance from her at the back. She's just like super solid. She did a tackle. She went into a tackle and I winced uh, and the player bounced off of her and she just carried on moving almost like she was like, like a truck moving through sand. Um, was Abby Joyce, Sunderland's number 17, protecting the back line. She just appeared to be everywhere, everywhere in front of the back line stopping attacks from from developing and putting their foot in not only just putting a foot in winning the ball and moving away from the back line with the ball keeping it simple and moving into space and that was almost like one of the one things i would say that charlton didn't get going during their game was that they didn't get their running game going they didn't get their um, oh they didn't go and overlap in terms of you know patches of the pitch or um, particular areas of the pitch where they could um, create pressure. Uh, Sunderland seemed to do that very, very well. They seemed to be able to sniff out trouble, but also create problems going forward. So they really did set themselves up well. Charlton tried to unlock the problem. If, if there was a problem, if, if, if Sunderland were the Rubik's Cube, you couldn't solve it, that that was them on that day. You know, um, so in terms of the football, it was good. Very difficult for both teams in terms of trying to control the ball. First touch was crucial. Sometimes it didn't work for Charlton when they played the ball up to their, their main striker. Because, um, you know, for whatever reason, as I've said, you know, Grace uh, McCatty, um and Potts, centre-back pairing, literally snuffed everything out. You know, and, and, and I thought of this while I was at the game, Shan. Because it was Halloween, I felt this, these two players, they weren't dishing out sweets. They were dishing out bags of salt because they were <laughs> as sour as anything. They were just literally shutting down every single attack. So they, they were the household that you wouldn't go to if you were knocking for sweets because you would have just got a bag of salt and been, been told, on your way, nothing for you to do today. So, you know, a really, really... A really, really good win for Sunderland. Like I said, it keeps them up in the top half of the table. A disappointing result for Charlton, you know, because they've been playing some really good football. Um, and it's probably the only time when I've looked at their previous fixtures, um, most of the times that they've won, a player with the, with an, with the initial E has scored. <laughs> and I thought, well, who's going to score today with the initial E? And uh, it didn't work out for them. It was someone else on the opposing time. 
on the opposing side. So a, a really good win for Sunderland and a, fan, a, and a fantastic performance away from home. Um, and, and yeah, and, and this is and this is why I really, really love this league. It is, I just love it. I just love it. Anyway, we've got comments, Shahan, before we go into that. Um, look at this. Oh, DM. 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 DM said, Bristol looked invincible on Sunday. Come on, you ass. Come on, you ass. Uh, Arthur Red, obviously. Arthur Red. And she, uh, uh, embarrassing spelling mistake. Don't worry about that. Invincibles. Get those comments in. Uh, hi, DM. Um, hi, DM. Hi, DM. And, and yeah, as you were saying about the Charlton Sunderland game, um, yeah, I'm surprised, you know, had Charlton known that they were going to lose, lose, I'm guessing they probably wouldn't have bothered trying to get the game going ahead. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have a rearrange. But then their last rearranged game was the last game against they played, which was against Lewis, and they Lewis, lost that as well. And they lost so that it's as well. Yeah, yeah, so they haven't, I don't know whether it's just like a dip in form, but because they haven't won, a, like they, they haven't lost at home at all this season. And for Sunderland to come do that, um, um, well, yeah, it's just incredible. I've seen Sunderland play twice now, and um, they are a very formidable team. Um, they will pose every team in this league problems. Uh, they have talented players uh, in every position, comfortable on the ball. Um, they move the ball well. They fight for one another. They cover every blade of grass, and they're just they 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 are. Thoroughly consistent. Um, like I say, they, they had um, kind of two wins, two draws, uh, two losses uh, before the game. Um, and, they, and they're in the top half for a reason. They're in the top half for a reason and, and they're going to pose teams, they're going to pose teams um, some problems. Um, but like I said, this is this is what makes the league the league. Halloween, Halloween. And before we go on, Shahan, I feel it's yeah. only fair that we just show this image one more time. <laughs> Love that. Love no, that. No. No. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, what, what was your experiences of, of VCD Athletic, where Charlton played? Because when British League played there a few weeks ago, um, myself and DM and Nat, we were going to go up, but because of roadworks on the M24 and the M25, and also because of the fuel crisis that happened in the country at the time, those two things just put us off going altogether. Well, I will say to you, because of the fuel alone, I praise you and Greta praises you for your attempts to save the planet. Just let alone the M25. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. It's literally but, like uh, in southeast London. It's literally on the It's other very side. southeast. It's very yeah. southeast. It's off the A2. It's, you know, some there are some games you don't need to go to. <laughs> yeah, you can just watch on the FA player. What I will say before we go on, Shahan, and talk about... Um, the other other games. What I will say is that you know I think really that the next game that Coventry played because it's it's on the the FA player really should be on the BBC. That's just my two pence worth. It really should be. Doesn't have to be on BBC Two. BBC Three is available. Nothing on you know it's available. Yeah, BBC Four. I mean it, it's with it again. It, it's on Monday night on. because I, I found out based on the people I've spoken with that Bud's Park Arena. Course, when Coventry and I play their home games, it's not in use at all yeah. on the weekend. So no one seems to know why the games have been moved. And as you mentioned about showing the game on TV, I don't even think the championship has a TV deal. Or 
it seems even any TV chance to show the championship. This is a this is a very good question, and why not? Well, look, Shahan, we'll come back to that, and we'll yeah. ask people uh, to put them in the comments and see what they think. Um, I was fortunate to catch up with um, Anne Philby post match. Um, we've got her post match uh, comments now, so uh, unfortunately, you're going to have to hear my voice again. Bear with. Difficult afternoon yeah. for the team. Yeah. Uh, how are you guys feeling? I think gutted, to be honest. We had Lewis before the international break and obviously we didn't give a good show of ourselves and we've come out today. I think our effort was better. We can't fault our effort, but things just didn't work for us today and we need to go have a good hard look at ourselves, to be honest. Yeah, was the conditions today difficult to play in? Because, you know, before the game, the rain, the wind, yeah. did that go against you a little bit? No, that's football. At the end of the day, it's the same for both teams and they dealt with it and got a set piece from it, scored, and we didn't create anything, so it's just how it goes, football. And if you'd have won today, you'd have gone joint top, depending have. on the results elsewhere, but yeah. you're still sitting fifth, so happy? Yeah, it's a long old season. We'll have to keep going and we'll see how it goes. All right, thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Woo! See the things we do? Right, I've got one more thing before we go on to the next round of uh, fixtures, Shahan. You'll like this. We're back. We love that. We love that. <laughs> right. Um, let's talk about some of the other fixtures. We have a comment coming in. Missing a trick. <laughs> there, here we go. Missing a trick. Missing a trick. Uh, Broadcasters. FAW. It's the. There you go. There you go. Let's leave that there. So, what we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the other, some of the other uh, fixtures that was there. Um, Crystal Palace, obviously. Desperate to kind of continue their, their their good their good form their good form going forward. Uh, take a two goal lead. Take a two goal lead. Um, and then against, the away against yeah. Watford. <laughs> against Watford, you know, um, Kirsty Barton uh, with a goal in fourteen minutes, and then uh, Sophie McLean uh, in the second half um, scoring after a, a, a passage of slick passing. I may add, very slick passing. Thought um, she'd actually overrun the ball and almost, and almost hurt herself um, scoring that goal. Um, but it's really strange when they say you know two nils are a dangerous score because you know anything can happen two. I think why not one nil? Why not why not one nil? Why why is why is two nil a dangerous score? I think if you've got two goals, it's um, you know a little bit better than one nil. But anyway, that's what people say. Um, but the two goals to come back from Watford. Now, I did see Watford play in the last game when they um, played against London City Lionesses. Um, and they showed a lot of heart in that game. They showed a lot of spirit. And, you know, they really rattled uh, London City Lionesses at certain periods in that game. I mean, they were grateful for the result, but it wasn't a fluid result. And I, I said at the time, Watford have got enough about them to cause an upset. They've got enough about them to take points off someone. Doesn't I, I don't know who it will be, but they will take points off someone, you know? And this is the start. So this is a team that has hardly won. This is the, the first point they've actually obtained this season. They've taken heavy defeats. They've taken a lot of goals going in against them, but you can see that the players have rallied. They've come around and... They're actually fighting for the cause. Now, it will be very, very interesting going forward to see which team 
gets beat by Watford, and it and it and it's it's not going to be good. I gotta say, say that. what you said, like, well, you know about like the team spirit and then finally getting a point and conceding a lot of goals. Trust me, as a Bristol City fan, it's something that I was relating to <laughs> quite a lot this time last year. You know, we, yeah, I think yeah, this time last year we lost a lot most of our games and like didn't really have like a point on the table but again that was the WSL that was last season but yeah, yeah. um I've noticed that um I, I noticed Waffle were playing at Vicarage Road again like this yeah, they were playing have more Road. games of Vicarage Road like well do you know what I regardless of of their their campaign so far and the games that they've played and the goals they've conceded, I, I think it's quite bold and brave and supportive that Watford have actually said look we're not playing at home play there. You know, um, it may at some point in the season prove to be an advantage for them because they are playing there more regularly. It's not just because the TV cameras are there and everyone's got to go, ooh, they're playing at the men's stadium. We must attend. If Watford are brave enough to do that, that's great. What it does for the players is that it gives them the opportunity to play on a bigger size pitch and and actually experience what that is. And then measure what the difference between playing on the pitches that they play when they play the oppositions at, at their normal ground and say, well, look, for us to be fit enough to run 90 plus minutes on that pitch, we need to change our tra- tra- um, training regime. We need to change certain things. We, m- we might have to change our, our tactics, style of play, approach, different things. And it, and for me, it's good. I look at it as good because if, if if a team like that is playing at the men's stadium and there are no cameras around, then it's like, oh, well, this is what we're doing. Why not? Why not? Yeah, exactly. And also, like, um, of course, Bristol City are playing away at Wofford um, in the, towards the end of November. And, but yeah, we don't, um, myself and DM and now, we don't really know which ground the game's going to be at. Um, Obviously, DM and now want to bring their dog along, and I think their dog is allowed at one of the grounds instead yeah. of the other. So, just wait. Well, it, it might be where you reach out to fellow fan forums and contact the club and say, "Look, you know, we, we want to come up and support. Can you tell us where it is?" And you know, I suppose forward planning is a thing um, in this league if it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, that that in itself is is not an unreasonable request. Uh, to, I'm to, sure. To I'm sure the club will announce. I'm sure Waffle will announce it in due course or soon. But but sticking with Waffle, I just want to say like I saw Georgia Ferguson, yeah. the, the Waffle goalkeeper was nominated for the Player of the Week on the mm. FA Championship Twitter poll, and I saw the name first and I thought it was the former Mayor Bristol George Ferguson, but no, it's definitely not him. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, she made some really good saves. I think to keep Waffle in the game. Yeah. Well, look, I've got to say, in terms of saving, I think this weekend has been about, you know, wind-assisted goals and, and keeper mistakes. I would definitely say for Crystal Palace, keeper's got to think, look at himself there, you know, think, what what happened? You know, what happened there? Um, got to be a tad upset for not coming out to catch that ball. Um, do that. Palace might win the game. Uh, not necessarily the result that, that, that Watford would want, but, you know, the points will go somewhere else. And you'd be further up the the, the the table, but but from a Watford point of view, as I've said, you know they showed the spirit, you know um, that they 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 hung in there and and they fought for a point, and they fought uh, fought for a point and a well deserved point. Palace will no doubt be upset because they played some really good 
football for the goals, the passing was on the floor. And which was nice to see, considering I say the windy conditions that when you have players that are actually aware, like, look, we can't do that long ball stuff. We can't play it in the wind. The, we, the percentages of success in terms of passing the ball forward in the windy conditions is not necessarily going to be always above 50%. So you're going to have to move the ball quickly. And I think Crystal Palace for the second goal, definitely, they moved the ball well, first time touches into into space so the players can run on to. And, and, you know, and again, it's another indication of why I love this league. Football's good. And on any, any given day, you can get beat. <laughs> you, can, you can get beat. Um, but there is this. Anyway, Shahan, I'll come back to you. I've got to do something. Bristol were big. 5-1. Large. We love that, don't we, Shahan? Love that. Love that. <laughs> love. <laughs> I don't even know if Molly and Rose Kamita even know that's like a catchphrase or they just say it naturally. I think they say it naturally, but they don't realise that it's it's actually uh, it's actually a catchphrase. Um and I watch their show, and they're so relaxed. And you know, was, you, you you watch it, and it's it's such a relaxed show to see both of them there, and you know, just talking about the game. And I think you've mentioned it on the podcast as well. It could be an hour. Yeah, it could, um, be, it, it could be an hour. It could yeah, be. Uh, we're being deprived. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. DM and that's like how like the show is very lo-fi, and it felt so '90s and cheap, but in a good way. Yeah. And I think it's one of the shows where like less is more, so it's not yeah. too flashy. It's not like yeah. big, you know, visual effects or stuff. It's just yeah, unlike this one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, before we go on, because this seems to be a Bristol, a Bristol theme, but we're not talking about Bristol. Um, Blackburn, Coventry, uh, really important game for t- both teams. Um, Blackburn. You know, win and take all the points. You know, early just about, penalty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just about take the points, but they, they take the points. That's the thing; they take them. Uh, Saffron Jordan, um, just keeping it simple. No, you know, free free kick screamers. Just the penalty uh, to to get the game started for for Blackburn. And um, you know, I think from from their point of view, they would have at two nil again. This whole thing about two nil, really strange scoreline. Um, that two 0 they would have felt that they had the game, they had the game. But Coventry rallied in the last ten minutes, and you know, from from a Coventry point of view, they are desperate to get points. They are desperate to demonstrate, considering the 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 caliber of the players that they recruited and they have on their team, and you know the you know last season's top scorer and Katie Wilkinson, that they want to push on. But they are, well, they were uh, a point ahead of of Watford, um, and it's just it does it just doesn't seem to work for them. So you know, Katie Wilkinson scores an equaliser in the ninety second minute. You think the game's done? You think it's over? There's no way Blackburn can come back, but they do. You know, again, wind assisted, not necessarily a goal. But the cross comes over. Keeper doesn't necessarily deal with it in in a, in a capacity that they should. And then you have Eddie Leake 
coming in at the far post to score and a winner. And and when you lose a game in that fashion, it really is hard to take. It is, it's almost gut wrenching um, from 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 a from a player's point of view, from from the fans. And this is one thing I haven't seen on on social media is Coventry fans moaning or groaning about what's not going well or how the team have been performing, which is good because so many players um, arrived in the summer. Uh, but it is concerning. It is it is really concerning for them. So, you know, they need to, in all honesty, you know, in terms of it being a, a, a Halloween game, it was a Halloween result. It was a nightmarish game for them that they would would, would, would lose the game so close to getting a point. Um, but they're going to have to look over their shoulder now because I've said, you know, Watford are gaining momentum. There's, there's a togetherness with them. Watford and they will have a certain amount of resolve going forward because they've they've obtained a point and they'll want to move on from there and get more than a point in their next game. So as Coventry are playing Bristol next, and I've said this about Watford, they're going to take points off someone. Could you see a nightmare, let's not call it a nightmare, a post-bonfire night nightmare? Uh, for, 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 for Coventry, uh, for well, Bristol, uh, well. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> going back to your previous point about like you're not hearing about Coventry United fans, you know, online complaining or talking about them. Like, I don't think I've even come across any like actual like support group or, or network for Coventry United fans. Like, if if if, 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 there, if there was one existing, I just don't know about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, um, I've just, yeah, as you, you mentioned about all the investment, all the players that have come in, of course, it's a uh, first season and become being fully professional yeah. um yeah. i think coventry and i have somewhat you know disappointed in that aspect and you know and haven't lived up to the expectations that have been set um but um again i didn't watch the game live mainly because I, again i was out watching another game but How looking at the highlight, highlights <laughs> that i saw i don't know if you saw the highlights um well um yeah. did, did you did you notice as well like for ages on the highlights the camera, the lens was really uh, stained or like wet, yeah, and yeah. the camera person didn't bother wiping down the lens for ages. Uh, <laughs> all these, yeah, I'm trying. Surely, like you should have the camera person should have had the camera covered, or they should have had a quick wipe. But no, just just that as it is. I think I think we need to put a letter of complaint into Molly and Rosie. That's all I'm going to do. I'm I mean, they're not that. the. They're not the camera person, but it's not their fault. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 I think we should say something. Um, <laughs> I think we should. Now, it's always good to find out. I, I try and find things on Twitter and see what I can add. Um, and uh, Katie Wilkinson's tweet um, uh, just basically expressing how gutting it was to lose that game uh, at the death. Um, and, it, and it is, and I suppose it's, what I, I liked about this tweet is just the honesty, just the honesty about how um, the team were feeling, about how she was feeling, and about how open she was to, to her emotions, to the football, because it's so easy for fans to say, you know what, 
they don't care. They don't care. You know, they, they it's okay for them, they don't care. But you know, like I said, when you lose a game in that manner, when you lose it so close to the end, when you fought back to, to what you think will be a well-earned point and for it to disappear um, in that manner, it is it is gut-wrenching. So um, you know, it's not I'm not we're not doing a Molly and Rosie, we love that, Katie. No, no, no. But we do love it in a very different way. Yeah, and you are open enough. I definitely kind of read it and I thought, wow. Never see that because usually you get the standard, you know, we will try again, we will go again. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, but this was very different. This was framed in a very different way. This was this was a player actually explaining their actual true emotion. Yeah, and, and looking at this tweet from Katie, like she decided to leave it until Monday, the day after the game. Yeah. You know, so to... key. Yeah. So key. So key. Yeah. And, you, you wouldn't want to say anything right afterwards because it might, you know, come across as inappropriate or bad timing. And, and... <sighs> well, it's do you know what it is? I like about that tweet, and you said it. I mean, you were right about the the timing. When I played football and I lost, I couldn't talk to anyone. I couldn't talk to anyone for like a day or two days. Like, how did you get on? Didn't didn't win. Yeah, I'll get a question from one. How did you get on? Didn't win. That was it. No other. That the conversation stopped right there. I mean, this is news to me. Like, I didn't even know you played football. Well, that was a year. That was a long time ago. Okay. Shahan, you know. Yeah. In my mind, I can still play, but my body is saying no. I know how you feel in regards to other no. things, but um, no. yeah. Looking at our tweet, I'm surprised like Kate Wilkinson's head wasn't there, or maybe it was just like the crop. But yeah, <laughs> it's just the crop. No, it's just the crop. It's just the crop. She had retweeted Coventry United's yeah. tweet and about the result. And, you know, I just felt, you know, so, you know, this is why at the beginning... This is my Katie Wilkinson impersonation right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like that. That's why. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what I will say is, which is why I asked you, which is why I started with you and the Bristol and how, what does it mean for the team? What are you expecting? Where are you going forward? You know, I know full well that on any given day, a team like Sheffield United would have gone to Bristol thinking we're getting three points today. I know full well that Crystal Palace would have gone to Watford and thought we're getting three points today because of the form. They would have thought that. Um, Sunderland may not have felt that they were going to win, but Charlton definitely would have thought being at home, we're getting three points today. So it just, for me, it just demonstrates, it doesn't matter how well you may plan you know, in terms of what you expect your team to do. Um, it might be that it might just be the day where you get a banana skin. And again, with Watford, getting momentum, I, I, even though Coventry lost, I believe that they're going to have enough momentum to make that Monday night game under the lights. Um, yes, it should be on the BBC. BBC One, BBC Two, BBC Three. Um, a very interesting game. Very interesting game. And I will be watching on the FA Player, streamed from my TV or something like so. You know, something, of course, something yeah. like that. I mean, uh, yeah, this is Bristol second game on the FA Player this season. The first game was away at Crystal Palace. And 
again, I couldn't see the game because I couldn't go to the game or watch the game live because I was busy with another social commitment at the time. But, mm. um, and of course, there's still currently only one championship game live per week on the FA player. So it'll be interesting to see oh, if the coverage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I, last year, I think we moaned so much about the FA player. I, I honestly believe that because the WSL have got this deal with Sky and the, and the BBC and that like the FA player have gone, we don't need to do anything else now. We don't need to re- we don't need to other, try. Other than the host of championship highlight show. Yeah, I mean, but other than that, <laughs> I don't think I don't think they really need to as far as they're concerned, we don't really need to do anything. Because they will they will see themselves as the mother of a sport where they've just said, off you go. To the little fledgling bird, fly. Off you go. I've done my bit, and then close their doors and go away. Um, it's a shame because I, I believe that the the FA player is a really good platform. It offers so much to the fans who are unable to watch the games live because they may be attending another game. It offers them the opportunity to actually watch games that were played. And we can watch the game in our, in our, at our own pace and go back and see what we missed or what wasn't shown in the highlights. Hmm. It, it I, is a really key platform. I mean, I mean, I think that's why clubs have taken themselves the opportunity to like stream game their own games in their own unique way. So uh, hmm. for Bristol City this season, all the home games have been streamed live on Bristol City's YouTube and Facebook pages. And unlike the FA player, there's actually like a pre there's a pre-show like 15 minutes before it starts 15 minutes before, before kickoff has mm. like a guest presenter uh play interviews is it you no no um is it the end no 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 is it no, that? It's not. nope oh, okay. it, it's people from the club uh, ah, actually and 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 they also do the commentary as well and they even have like a halftime show and they, ha- they have instant replays which mm. again you, you don't really get on the effort player and also yeah. post match interviews as well uh, well, I, I, you know, I, 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 I still think the FA player has a place, um, and, and and it shouldn't be ignored. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't. It should not be ignored. It should not be ignored. Uh, so yeah, Br- uh, Blackburn uh, get a nice win. Uh, Coventry unlucky. You know, never mind. Um, London City Linus has travelled up uh, to Durham, and Durham get a really, really early goal within the fifth minute. And then, you know, I, I believe London City Lionesses took the game to them. Um, Durham, um, as, as was explained to Molly and Rosie, that they didn't have their best game. Uh, but sometimes you don't need to play your best football to get all three points. Uh, London City Lionesses will be happy with the performance and, and probably slightly disappointed that they didn't get a, a point. Uh, Durham march on at the top of the league. And, and it will be interesting to see who, if any of the teams in the championship can challenge them. Now, I know that they, they play on a, is it a 4G or 3G pitch? Um, I'm, I'm not quite sure. It's definitely not 5G. I mean, yeah. I yeah, no, there's no, no, I don't think they've got the tower in place for that. Yeah. Um, but when you play on pitches like that in conditions which everyone experienced at the weekend, when it's heavy rain, when there's snow is going to come at some point, the games can still go on. 
because they can be cleared and they're not necessarily going to be damaged due to waterlogged conditions. Now, it will be interesting. And I said, you know, the Charlton game was pushed back by half an hour uh, because they had to make sure that the pitch was playable. Okay, so, you know, the end of October. If, and this is not to say that this won't happen, that the weather conditions going for the rest of this winter are anything like what happened on Sunday, then some of these fixtures will be rolling over to 2022 because they won't get the games played. And that'll just be because of the inability of clearing the pitch and safety of the players. And and that's the, the one thing that the referee has to have in mind. The conditions have to be right and the players have to be safe. Now, as much as we as fans love to go and watch football, there is that. And even as I went and made my way in my car to Charlton, there were certain parts of the A2 on the way there that were closed off because the roads were unpassable, traffic could slow down to a crawl. People were, you know, driving, I think, for about a mile in first gear because, you know, the roads have been closed due to, to, to water on the road surface. So it's, you know, this is the thing about being in this country. There's no guarantee that the weather's going to be right. So for all the will in the world, when people are saying, I'm going to go to the football at the weekend, the elements may just say, no, you're not. Yeah, and I mean, and this will be interesting to see whether this will happen in the, in the WSL as well. Um, I mean, from a perspective, um, again, we're, we're at a brand new facility, the Robins High Performance Centre, which only opened this year, and it's a brand new pitch. Uh, like, I think many people, especially DM, have said that it's like one of the nicest pitches they've ever seen. So, I think as fans personally, we may not see the same issues that we had at Stoke Gifford or even Twan Park, but of course, it's still a possibility. And I think the the WSL fixtures again, now that they have TV the TV deal in place, I don't know whether there'll be more pressure. For those games to go ahead because then i don't know whether the broadcasters yeah the broadcasters will, will be out without a game or without the game that they were meant to show with all the cameras set up around the ground and so, so on but yeah it's it will be interesting what's, what's going to happen you know this time you know as we head towards the winter months and of course it's getting darker now so all the sunday kickoffs you know it'll be sunny Oh, it'll be light when the game kicks off and it'll be dark by the time uh, the game ends. Well, it's really strange that when you think about the clocks going back and you know the day the daylight will be shorter, that the, the wisdom of the league wasn't to say all fixtures kick off at 12. You know, mm. as um, I, I know that people say, oh, but what about fans travelling from, you know, certain parts of the country get to so-and-so? I think there's no there's no real way around it. That, you know, at some point, if you're a, a committed and travelling fan, you're going to be uh, on on the motorway at some point in darkness. And no one wants that. No one wants that at all. Um, I'm conscious of Dan. But let's just let's do this. Let's add this. So let's have a quick look at the bottom of the league, the bottom half of the table. Um, what There's one more game. We need to talk about. Or we yeah, we're going to do that very quickly. Okay, okay. Yeah, Watford, Watford at the bottom, Coventry with a point, both there. Battle of the bottom. It's got. It's not so good for those guys. Uh, Blackburn, Crystal Palace. It's a big gap between those two at the bottom in terms of points. Lewis and Sheffield. So it's it it, it is interesting. It is interesting. I mean, I I literally did not know the gap between tenth and them was that big. Wow, it's huge. It's huge. So you say we've got one more game to talk about. What game's that then? Oh, it's the it's the uh, L derby. So Liverpool against Lewis. 
Oh, them. Oh, I don't like that. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I mean, look, Liverpool, I know there's a kind of a, a vested interest in terms of you guys, former Bristol manager, former Bristol City players at Liverpool. Uh, they're going well. They're not doing too bad. Second in the league. Uh, Lewis, you know, I think, for, again, was a little bit of poor keeping, I think, for the, the first goal. Yeah, um, and, and, and speaking of Lewis, I'm trying to think, because I know their manager, Simon Parker, left the club. I don't know whether it was mutual, whether he got fired or whatever, but I haven't well, heard... Well, it was strange. St- the timing was strange. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, do you... Have you heard? Uh, have Lewis got a new head coach or manager in place now? They've got an assist. I think they've got a temporary manager into stroke him. coach yeah, into okay. him. Yeah. So you know, um, and I think Lewis do their business in a way that doesn't. Well, I mean, just because it's really strange, they changed their manager and everyone went, "Oh, that's a bit strange." But there was no kind of outcry in terms of why is that happening, or you know, like when um, when the coach got, left. Yeah. Oh yeah. When who? I would say Willie Kirk when he left Everton. Well, there's again of that Willie Kirk. I think that was the, the writing was on the wall for Willie Kirk in terms of the performances. It was, you know, we'd all talked up Everton so much. It's like we put them on Mars and thought they were going to do fantastic things, but mm. it just didn't work. But I think with Lewis, you know, they've quietly gone about their business. They're doing really well, you know, in terms of their their performances. Uh, but maybe the, the club have decided they want something a little bit more. They, they recruited well in terms of the players. I've watched them play. They play good. I mean, they play good football. They're very difficult to beat. But I, I would say that they won't be happy with the, the, the way that they conceded um, the goals that they did at, at the weekend. You know, so Liverpool move on very, very well for them. Lewis stutter. You know, it's a stutter. But again. You get sometimes, you sometimes get those results um, when you don't expect it after an international break. And, and it could be just the fact that the, the, the lack of consistent games does catch up with you. And I know a lot of people talk, and I need to have a conversation again at some point with, with Sophie, who was on a few weeks ago, about this um, World Cup every two years. And everyone's talking about player burnout. And I've got to be honest, that's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's 12 teams in the league. 12. How can you have a team? Or, sorry, how can you have a league with 12 teams? Two te- The WSL is meant to be a top league. It's got 12 teams. And they stretch out the season as if it's the Premier League with 20 teams. I don't I know mean, about you, but some dogs aren't right there. You also have to consider the fact, of course, the teams play in the Champions League and also those players on international duty um, and, of course, like FA Cup and Condi Cup as well. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping the league, both the WSL and the Championship, will expand. And, but, and of course, tiers three and four, you know, will, they, they would those teams in, in those tiers would develop as well. Um, but, yeah, sorry, going back to international things. Um, uh, yeah, of course, the Yankee Republic of Ireland, Ireland international, uh, yeah, she's doing very well. Liverpool, like, don't mm. remember, like, if she ever had a goal scoring form like she has now, like, I don't know whether she, I don't, I don't remember whether she's she scored as many goals for West Ham as she as she's doing for Liverpool right now. I no, mean, I, wasn't one to show, like, maybe they, they would tell us, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I doubt it very much. But I mean, Liverpool are going to be one of those teams that are going to push Durham all the way. You know, Durham are, 
you know, from, when you look at both of the teams, they say Liverpool are playing a very consistent level right now. Durham have hit a bit of a sticky patch in terms of their performance where they, they're getting wins and one nils, but they haven't necessarily played the, the expansive football and the kind of fluid football that they would like. But it's all about the points. And as long as you don't concede and you score more than you concede, then that's all that matters. Um, and you take your chances when they arrive. What's what's key, I think, for Durham and, and Liverpool is when those, those opportunities have come around in the first half and they take them, they understand that they need to, to build on that momentum and, and not let the opposition get back in and 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 try and uh, rattle their, their 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 track in terms of what they want to do. But you know, from from a Liverpool point of view, very good. Um, Durham, excellent. But it's 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 onward and upwards uh, in terms of 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 what's next. I want to ask you about you know going forward. Um, predictions, predictions. For, for the next round, you know, for your for your team, what do you oh. predict on the big Monday night? Uh, well, um, I, I, I'm again, I, I'm hoping forward to see when. Um, I think, oh, I mean, I, I made a predict. Well, myself, DM, and now we made predictions on the way up to the game last weekend. None of us were expecting how many goals <laughs> that uh, eventually were scored. So. I, I don't know whether to overestimate or underestimate, but I think I'm just going to go. Um, I'm probably going to say three one to Bristol City. Ooh, Shahan, big talk there. Yep, and it, 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 I've said it, it, it. It's it's now on the internet forever. I, <laughs> and, and you said that after we talked about how emotional Katie Wilkinson's tweet was. How dare you? That's so cruel. So cool. <laughs> um, but I mean. I, if you're going to ask me for the prediction for the other fixtures, then I haven't yeah. seen... I I don't have them. Well, I can tell you... Uh, I, we'll run through very quickly. See what you think. Crystal Paris, Palace versus versus Durham. I'll be at that one. Okay, I've, I've just got the... Um, oh, and is that, is, that, is that Palace at home? Uh, Palace at home. Oh. Um, yeah, I think I might... Say, I'm, I'll probably say Durham win. Durham win. It's going to be close. Yeah, um, I, I could see, depending on, on, on the day, I could say a draw. Score draw. That's what I'm going for. Okay. Score draw. Uh, Sunderland at home to London City Linuses. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I don't quite know London City so well. Uh, and based on what I've known, heard more about Sunderland, especially depending on the Roku Report Twitter space. You know, mm. Those guys are doing some great things there. Yeah, um, yeah I'd probably say Sunderland win. Sunderland win. Uh, I'm going to go with, um, you know what, that's again, I, I almost could say a draw, but I'm going to go for a, a London City win. Okay. London City win, 2-1. Uh, Liverpool hosting Blackburn Rovers. Oh, I mean, Blackburn, well, yeah, just had, had a good result at home, but going away. Uh, yeah, I think that might be a little bit even. Um, I expect there to be goals, but I, I'm, I'm going to say a draw for that one. A draw, okay. Yeah. Um, I can see. I think Liverpool get it. I think Liverpool. Lewis host Watford. Now this is a banana skin. Says. I mean, to be fair, Watford play in the same colour as a banana skin. Yeah. Back, so. Uh... 
Yeah, they, sh they should just change the nickname from like the Golden Girls to the Banana yeah. Skins. Banana Skins. Oh, I'd probably say Lewis win. Lewis win. Okay. Yeah. I would say a Lewis win, but it's going to be tight because I think I said Watford have uh, uh, got the resolve. Interesting fixture. Char um, Charlton travel to Sheffield United. Ooh. Sheffield. Yeah. Well, I mean, Charlton, they, you know, they haven't been on a bit, as I said earlier, they've been on a bit of a dip. And uh, Sheffield United. Um, <laughs> really? They, they, five. They've also lost the last two games as well. So yeah, um, can I just say like the game will be called off due to weather? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I, I think that'll be a draw. Yeah, a draw. Um, I think Sheffield win. I think they bounce okay. back after their defeat. And you've already said Coventry will lose to Bristol City. Um, again, I think that Coventry will score goals, and it might be an upset for you guys might be an upset. Sorry, Shahan. Just wanted all things. Just wanted all things. Okay, literally, we've run to time, Shahan. We've literally covered the, the championship. We've gone through. We've uh, discussed. We've scared the bejesus out of uh, certain people by showing them images that should never be seen again. And if you're not sure... <laughs> Love that. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. So thanks for having me on again, Ronnie. And um, of course, if people want to find out more about me, or, 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 or the, the links on the YouTube description, but my Twitter yeah. profile is at Shahan Shahan, and Instagram is Shahan X Shahan. And if you want to listen to the Vixen Cast, uh, you can su subscribe on um, all po good podcast podcast platforms and one twitter facebook and instagram just search for bristol city vixen cast and also one last one before we go i just want to give a shout out to the show behind me i was breaking news this evening so this show belongs to Liv chance former bristol city player now at celtic but also played in sheffield for sheffield united in the championship last season uh congratulations to Liv on her and her partner announcing their engagement uh to the, well, today there you go this is this is, it's like um you know, finding people and getting married and it's just, it's all good stuff. I didn't realise you were so knowledgeable, Shahan. You're like a, a marriage fixer or something like that. I mean, um, in all honesty, like, um, when I opened my Twitter account to open the StreamYard link on my Twitter feed, yeah, uh, the first tweet I saw was from Liv Chance, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. So thank you for inviting me, otherwise I probably wouldn't have seen <laughs> the tweet happen. All right, brilliant stuff. Right, um, we will be back uh, next week um, talking more. Um, not WSL this week, obviously, because they, they're still recovering from international duty. Oh, scoring all of those goals, 10, 11, oh. Um, we'll be back next week talking about the WSL and more FAWC football action. Um, and if you're interested in listening to me, go on about some other football games. I'm talking about Manchester United stuff. I'm doing more of that again, just on Facebook, just on Facebook Live. There's 7 p.m. Fridays with me and Jessica, who is situated in Canada. Which um, is good I stuff. Ronnie, there are WSL fixtures this weekend. Where? Uh, so this Saturday. Yeah. Uh, it, um, Aston Villa against Chelsea, 12 oh, kickoff. Of Everton, yeah. Brighton, half five kickoff. 
Yeah. And then Sunday, yeah, you got Spurs against Man Manu, 12-15 kickoff. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. No, what I meant was that there were no fixtures this weekend, not next Oh, weekend. I see. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Don't worry. I was thinking, where? And I was thinking, I didn't see any on Sunday. No, next weekend, yeah, definitely loads of fixtures. We'll be talking all about that again. And also, anyway. And also, no, go on. Fixtures last weekend. Um, I won't go into them, but of course, there'll be a new winner for Women's Avi Cup in 2021. <sighs> Right, do you know what? And th- there will be a new winner. Um, apologies, Emma. We didn't mention anything WSL. I know that you're still kind of reeling from the semi-final, but I'll be talking to Emma next week and she'll give me the lowdown on Manchester City and uh, I'll be asking her a very simple ch- question. What one? <laughs> um, <laughs> and I will be saying it just like that and she'll just be going, oh, I don't think, anyway, I think Emma's reeling from what's happening at Spurs as well, um, you know, because she's a, a North London girl originally, but, uh, you know, whatever. Anyway, that's it from me. I'm Rodney Cyrus. That is Shahan. Mia. Mia. <laughs> Mia. I know, I didn't want to say your surname. I just said Shahan. You do the surname. That's, you know, do, you do the hard stuff. Right. Until next time, guys. Laters. Love that. Love that. Love that.